This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. All right. Woo! Yes. Summer of the movies. Y'all ready to conclude this? Wrap it up. It'll be back next year. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Maybe. He's looking at me like, what? We'll, we'll, we'll see. This is week five as we conclude the At The Movie series. We started this in June, just thought it'd be a fun way to kick off the summer. Uh, we've been talking about different ways that God speaks to us and how if our ears are open, we can hear from God anywhere, anytime. And he can speak to us through anything, through any situation, through anything that we see, through anything that we hear, God can speak to us if our ears are open to hear and to receive. So today, um, we're going to be aimed a little bit more at the young people. And everybody raise your hand if you're a young person. Yep, yep. Yeah, I got my hand up too. We're good. Yep. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to have a, a little bit of an abbreviated message today. But uh, we do have a movie. And uh, we'll, um, we'll show the clip here in just a minute. Uh, I want to say again uh, to those watching on the live stream, we've got quite a few people online this morning. Uh, again, I apologize. We cannot stream the clips online that we're going to show uh, due to copyright purposes. So you will hear the audio, but you won't see the video. And I just want to thank, we, we got a lot of people out of town. Um, we've got online this morning, let me see, Caleb Walker. Y'all remember a couple months ago we prayed for Caleb Walker. He's in the Army being deployed, going out. He is watching live from Kuwait this morning. So we love you, man. The Montgomerys are watching live from uh, Boynton Beach, Florida. They're on vacation. Uh, Miss Jamita is on her way home as well. She's watching live. Um, Ron and Miranda and family are coming home from Florida, driving home right now, watching live. Uh, so we got a lot of people. Um, I think that's all the ones out of town I see on there right now. But, um, but anyway, we, uh, we love you guys for watching online. You know, sometimes, um, sometimes we have vacations. Sometimes we have some other things we've got to do. We have to miss every now and again. How awesome that technology has come to the place that we can join together and even worship together online. Pretty awesome. So, um, so as we go into this first clip... Um, I want to kind of keep in mind, everybody keep in mind that this is, uh, we're kind of celebrating, as we always do on Family Day, the 4th of July weekend, right? How many of you are happy for the freedom that we have in this nation? And I, I was just thinking about it, you know, July 4, 1776, the Continental Congress declared that the 13 American colonies regarded themselves as a new nation, the United States of America. We're no, they were no longer part of the British Empire. And on July 4th, we recognize, we remember and recognize that we are that free nation today. Regardless of how things look sometimes, regardless of how frustrated we may be sometimes with what we see going on in our nation, we're still the greatest nation on earth. We have the favor of God. The Lord is doing incredible things through the United States of America. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what is ahead, truly. Because it's in moments like these that the light shines the brightest. So, so we're going to celebrate July 4th. So in honor of that, <clears throat> in honor of July 4th, and having our kids in here, as you saw on Facebook, those of you who guessed, um, we're doing a superhero movie today. So I've got a short trailer. Go ahead and hit it, my friend. Whatever happens, stay who you are. Not just a soldier, but a good man. How do you feel? It's all. Right. 
What do you think? I think it works. All right. He loved Captain, whoa. We had Captain America join us today. Yeah, I'll give Captain America a hand. Captain America will be sticking around for a few minutes after service, and y'all can uh, get some pictures and different things if, we want, if you want to. But we, uh, we thank you for being a part of service today, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for your, for your service. <laughs> y'all give him another hand. All right. So. Who wins it? Who wins today? Are they in here? Do they know? Yep. There Are she is. Are they in here? Okay. Her husband won last week, and it is Chrissy, Chrissy Hampton. Hampton. She guessed correctly on Facebook, and now they have two $25 uh, <laughs> gift cards to Malco Theaters. So the movie was, a couple of you put Captain America. Guys, I told you, you got to be specific. It was the first Captain America movie, not the second one, not the third one. Captain America, the first Avenger. And so that is our, uh, that is our movie that we're going to, uh, going to talk about today. So you, uh, we did go ahead and make note sheets last night. You can follow along with your note sheets. It's in your service guide if you want to. Like I say, we're going to be pretty brief this morning. Uh, we also do have it on the Uversion app if you want to follow along uh, online there. But I want to talk for a few minutes today about, as Christians, three things we can learn from Captain America. How awesome is that? Do you ever think you'd hear that in church? Three things we can learn from Captain America. So y'all ready? Number one, young writer on your note sheet there. First thing we learn from Captain America that's important, number one is rebirth. Everybody say rebirth. Rebirth. Captain America, anybody know what his name, his real name is? Steve Rogers, whoever said it over there. Somebody did. Austin got it. Yep. Sorry, I'm out of gift cards. <laughs> Steve Rogers. Captain America is the story of Steve Rogers, who was this little skinny kid from Brooklyn, New York, right? And despite his skinny, scrawny, sickly body, he, uh, he desperately wanted to go to war during World War II, and he wanted to fight for freedom. And we know that he signed up over and over again for the military. He got turned down over and over again because he just did not have the stature. His body... Could not, uh, could not keep up. So eventually he was accepted into the army, uh, and the problem is he could not keep up with anybody else. So let's watch the first short clip there. We are going to win this war because we have the best men. Give us some volume. And because they are going to get better, much better. The Strategic Scientific Reserve is an allied effort made up of the best minds in the free world. Our goal is to create the best army in history. But every army starts with one man. Rogers, get off of At the end of this week, we will choose that man. He will be the first in a new breed of super soldiers. All right, so there you got Steve Rogers. This guy was little. He couldn't keep up with any of the others, right? And so what ends up happening is he signs up for this top secret uh, program, this military experiment called Operation, what? Rebirth. Everybody say rebirth. rebirth. That's what's important here. Number one, rebirth. 
He was injected with this super serum that transformed him from this weak young man into this big, strong man that was the peak of human perfection. And he became a super soldier, and he became known as who? Captain America. He was super strong, and he was super fast, right? So let's watch one more clip before we jump on into the message. Somebody get that kid a sandwich. Comfortable? <laughs> it's a little big. <laughs> So Steve Rogers goes through this experiment called Operation Rebirth, and this changes everything, right? So you're probably thinking, okay, what does that mean for me as a Christian? So how do you guys know that before we asked Jesus into our life that we were a lot like Steve, right? We were born into this world. We were ordinary. We were like everybody else. But how many of you guys know that we have to be born again to become that hero like Steve did as Captain America? How many of you guys know that, right? If we want to be successful, if we want that. And so I was trying to think, who in the Bible could we learn from? And so I thought of Nicodemus. Now, any of my kids in here know who Nicodemus is? Anybody in here know anything about? Somebody tell me something about Nicodemus. You can kind of shout it out. Anybody know? Okay, Pharisee. He was small. Actually, I think that was Zacchaeus. (laughs) And the only reason why I say that is because when I first started this, I was like, yeah, Zacchaeus was it. And then I'm like, no, that's a completely different person. Um, And so, all right, we know, I think Michael kind of hit it right there, that Nicodemus, he was a Pharisee. Um, He was a religious leader. Um, We know that he had studied a lot of the Old Testament. Um, We know that he was a law follower, right? So he wanted to go buy the book and do exactly what it said all the time. He wanted to put those expectations on everybody else. But then we see that there is a conversation that he has with Jesus, all right? And so I want us to look at this verse right here in John 3, verse 2. Right here it says, he came to Jesus at night. Now, I want to point out there, some said that maybe he came at night because he was afraid that he would be seen by his colleagues, by his friends. And so he's kind of, well, maybe at nighttime I can get undercover and go have a conversation. Um, Who knows, but just a thought to put out there. So he came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could, could perform these signs that you were doing if God were not with them. But I like how Jesus responds here. Instead of receiving this as a compliment, like, yeah, yeah, I do those things. I'm that man. What does he do right here? He actually directs Nicodemus' attention to the fact that you must be born again. And so we're saying rebirth equals 
born again today, okay? And so here's what he says right here in John 3, 3. This is what Jesus says to him. Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. And so everybody, we have to recognize that, you know, just like Steve received that serum, serum, serum? Serum. I can't, I know, serum, um, who made him into a super, superhero. When we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, there are many benefits that come, right? We're empowered to do a lot of things. And so what are some of those things, um, some of those benefits of becoming a believer? Um, we can list several. One of them is that you will get to go to heaven and spend eternity with God. How many want that? Yes. Am I the only one? Yeah, we want to be able to spend eternity. And the only way that we can do that is through a relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus Rebirth. Christ. A rebirth. And the next thing is that we become the temple of God. How many of you guys know that when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, he is always with us. That's right. We're never alone. We're never by ourselves. He has always got our back. He's always with us. He never leaves us. He is always present. You know, you can talk to him anytime. Is that not cool? You know, if you're scared, you can talk to him. If you're at work and there's this business situation that comes up, if you're at home and your spouse kind of makes you angry, okay, you got somebody to talk to, right? Okay, Lord. Rob never does that. <laughs> never makes me angry. Um, you can go to the Lord and you can talk to him and you can get him his wisdom. Um, once you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that rebirth, you're not like anybody else. You are actually the son or the daughter, the child of God. Pretty cool, eh? Pretty awesome. Um, God is on your side. Um, and have you guys that no superhero is as powerful as God? How many of right. you guys know that? Yep. Absolutely not. God is the number one, the one that we uh, want to be like. Um, God takes care of things for us. And so the first thing that we can learn, the importance from Captain America, is the importance of rebirth, the importance of being born again. And how many of you guys know that the Bible tells us in Scripture that says repent and what? Be baptized. Be baptized. And so we actually have three people today, if they'll go ahead and come forward, um, that are actually going to be baptized today. And so um, let's give Michael Taylor a hand right here. Woo! So we've got Amen, yes. Amir, and Miss Kim. Y'all come on up. Okay, today we've got two brothers here. I don't know whether y'all know who these guys are, but uh, raise your hand, Eamon and Amir. When I see these guys here, I think about Paul when he talks about Timothy, and he talks about the legacy of faith that was passed down. And I see these guys, the legacy of faith passed down through the Saldano family. And these guys here, I've had a chance to work with them probably six, seven years, and they are growing so much mature uh, spiritually, and they're maturing into young men of God. And Eamon right here, when I see him, he has such a big heart for forgiveness. And who knows that true forgiveness is the heart has to be based in love. And I've seen him forgive at times where I would probably just have to walk away and just beat my head against the wall. And this is definitely a man after God's heart. And Amir right here, when I see him, I, I hear uh, apostles 
prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. I don't know which ones he's going to be, but he's going to be one somewhere down the line. And who knows that God has a way of getting our attention when he has called us to do something. And he is always willing to serve. Both of them are willing to serve. And these are great young men of God, and it's an honor to baptize each one of them. And would you like to say something, Eamon? Um, the reason I'm going to baptize is because I was playing the game one day, and I was playing the game one day, and I went up to my mom and I said, can I get baptized? And she said I could, so I shouldn't rededicate myself to the Lord. Amen. Amen. I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and even in the name of Jesus. I don't have anything to say. Amir, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and even in the name of Jesus. Hey, um, I was... Um, eight when I was baptized the first time, and I understood, but it wasn't a true understanding. And I was thinking about Crystal the other week, uh, well, the other month when she was baptized, and I had a strong urge that I need to be baptized too. And this week, I've been tossing and turning with it, uh, like, God, should I do this? Should I do this? And I came, and I was like, Rob, can, um, could you add an extra person on? And he said, yes. And I said, um, Shauna said, I said, but I'm not sure. And Shauna said, what is your heart telling you? What is this? I'm like, I know I should do this. So anyway, here I am. I don't want to start crying. Kim Guyton, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, even in the name of Jesus. All right. All right, y'all give them another hand this morning. so important we make a public declaration of our faith. And I think that's an incredible testimony that Miss Kim, who's been a believer basically her whole life, felt compelled because she hadn't been baptized since she was like seven, that, that she wanted to make that public declaration, you know, again at this point in her life. I think that's awesome. So definitely commend that. So, so we're talking about number one. Number one, first thing we learned from Captain America. Rebirth. rebirth. The importance of rebirth. Captain America, to be that hero... 
uh, he had to be reborn. And we too, we don't want to be ordinary and in the world like everybody else. Certainly don't want to be headed to hell like everybody else. <laughs> we certainly want to know that we have purpose and that God has something for us. And so what we've got to do is we've got to be reborn. We've got to be born again. So number two, you can follow along your notes there. Number two, we can learn from Captain America that we need to be a person of character. Everybody say character. Character. Steve was chosen to be Captain America because of his brave, selfless, and patriotic heart. He wasn't, and what would we see, we saw that there was some of that in him before he really became Captain America and was doing these great feats, that he had this character within him. And character is very important. Right. So, you know, I looked up a definition of character, and um, it said that character is what defines you. Now, for some of us that are older, um, we might say that's something that defines us, maybe our legacy or what we carry on. Um, But I also think maybe, you know, what do people say about us when we're not there? A lot of times can define our character. Um, So we're thinking about character. You know, how do you act in situations when no one is looking? That's your character, okay? You can do one thing for a while in front of somebody to give off a certain image, but your character is truly who you are, um, inside out, all the time. Um, You know, how do you respond or talk in certain situations? You know, if you're in a situation, do you yell and get angry and go off on somebody? Or do you have some self-control and do you speak with kindness and with respect um, to somebody? And so a person of character should demonstrate the fruits of the Spirit in their everyday life. And so where are my kids out? Raise your hand if you're in here and you're under 13. Okay, how many of you have ever heard fruits of the Spirit before? Can any of you guys name out what some of the fruits of the Spirit are? Just name them out. You got one? Kindness, all right. Anything else? Yep. Self-control, yes. Good Goodness, yep. Megan's got one. We are talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Yep, back there. Joy. Good. Yep. What did you say? Gentleness. All right, so how many of you guys know? Go ahead. What you got? Love. Okay, how many of you guys know that there is a, you got one? Patience. So actually, how many of you guys know there is a verse in the Bible that lists these? Does anybody know what verse that is? Galatians 5, 22 and 23. So let's read what some of these characters are, characteristics that we should all have. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Say love. Love. Joy. Joy. Peace. Peace. Patience. Patience. Kindness. Kindness. Goodness. Goodness. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. Gentleness. Self-control. Self-control. Okay, who has those all the time? Yeah, me either. How many of you strive to have those within your life, right? That is our goal is that we want to be people of character. We want these to be just demonstrated in our life no matter what circumstance or situation comes our way. And so I love this. Um, how many of you guys know that we have to be on guard, right? Because who do we have? We have this person called the enemy that can try to come in and persuade us or tempt us or get us to do what's not right. And this is for everybody. This isn't just for kids. (laughs) There is an enemy that he comes in and he tries to keep us from walking out the gifts of the Spirit I think one of the big things is he wants to keep us from displaying our Christian character, our Christian witness to people. And I think it's part of the reason that the church today isn't respected as it should be is because 
there has been too little character within the church. I think if we had more character, there would be much more respect in our culture today for the church of Jesus. And so there's a verse right here, Romans 12, 2. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And so if we're going to be people of character, we have to be on guard, but we also have to read the word of God to know what to do, right? And so how many of you want to be conformed to this world? No, right? We want to be transformed by the word of God. And so I just have a little challenge I want to put out here is that I want all of us to recognize is that there are always eyes watching us, whether it be our kids, whether it be our grandkids, whether it be our neighbors, whether it be our coworkers, there are always eyes looking to be like, is that, are they really who they are? Are they really a Christian? Are they really doing what the word of God says? And so few things I've put out there, and I'm kind of guilty of some of these, because um, we want, don't want to be conformed to this world, but we want to be transformed. You know, with all these little eyes, how many of us sometimes speed to be on time? I'm guilty. Okay, little eyes, but yet we're like, don't speed, right? Um, I've got two that drive, and sometimes I'm like, Mom, you shouldn't be texting while you're driving. I know, I, okay, I'm not always setting the best example. I'm admitting it. Usually not texting, but maybe Facebook at a light. Okay, um, that's so much safer. It's so, so much, much safer. It's so important. Um, you know, what what are we displaying? Um, how about this? How many times? Well, it was just a little white lie. It doesn't matter. It didn't hurt anybody. It, it matters. It's our integrity. It's our word. It's truth. Um, how about this one? Any of you kids ever been tempted to maybe cheat on your homework or test? Okay. How about you adults? Maybe. Tempted to cheat on your taxes. taxes. (laughs) It matters. People are watching. People see, and we've got to be people of integrity. You know, on the plus side of that, you know, um, do people see us pray and go to God when difficult circumstances come? Or do they see us blab about how life is so not fair and not right? Do they see us get into the Word of God? Do they see us read? Do they see us study? Do they see us meet a need if there's somebody hurting? Or do we just turn it back and keep on going? And so we have got to be people of character. So what's number two? Character. Character. The second thing we can learn from Captain America is being people of character. Because that's also how somebody else lived. That's how Jesus lived, isn't it? So, uh, So character. So the last thing, number three, the last thing we can learn from Captain America is the importance of, number three, Caring more for others than yourself. And if you know, if we had much more of this, if we had just a little bit more of this, the world would be a better place. And so we're going to watch one more, actually two more. We're going to watch another clip from uh, Captain America real quick. You'll see what Steve does here in a moment. They're trying to pick who's going to do this, go for this experiment. Stick a needle in that kid's arm, it's going to go right through him. Come on, girls. Look at that. He's making me cry. I am looking for qualities beyond the physical. Do you know how long it took to set up this project? All the groveling I had to do in front of Senator What's-His-Name's committees. Yes, I know. I am well aware of your efforts. Then throw me a bone. Hodge passed every test we gave him. He's big, he's fast, he obeys orders, he's a soldier. He's a bully. You don't win wars with niceness, doctor. You win wars with guts. Get away! Get back! 
Is this a test? He's still skinny. Caring more for others than you do for yourself. They were looking at that other big guy to be the one to go through the experiment and become Captain America uh, because they thought he was so big and brave. But he didn't have that quality, did he? We saw that Steve did. He jumped on the grenade when everybody else ran. Mark 12, 30 through 31 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. Uh, and the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. And so just like Steve, we know that Jesus wasn't afraid to lay down his life for others, right? He went to a cross and he died for us all. And so, you know, Jesus is the greatest superhero that has ever lived. And we are called to serve the world too and to be like Jesus to all of those around us. Y'all, called upon Jesus, rebirth is awesome. But how many of you guys know that there's a responsibility beyond yourself with that? And that is to share your faith with other people so that they can come to know Christ, so that they can have that rebirth experience just like you did. And so in this next short clip right here, we see once again that Captain America is risking his life to fight against the bad guys so that people can be safe. Let's watch this. into a dangerous situation, but have you guys know that as believers and Christians, we've got to go in dangerous situations sometimes to share our faith. The world is a dangerous place. <laughs> Living can be dangerous at times, right? And so, how many you guys know that, how many disciples were there? Twelve. Twelve disciples, right? And how many you guys know that they risked their life to share their faith with other people. Um, and the thing is, is that we need to do the same in our everyday life. You know, actually, most of the disciples ended up dying a pretty ugly death. I think only one actually died of just old age, and the rest, it was something else. And so, you know, we need to take this on, guys. We need to take on that my faith has got to be shared with other people. This hope needs to be shared with other people. And, you know, what does that look like? It may be that you're somewhere and you pray for somebody. How many of you guys know that there's hope in that? You know what? I read a story on Facebook of a friend of mine this week that had their church name on the back of their car. And they said they drove up to the Aldi um, parking lot, and all of a sudden somebody just came up to them, did not know them, and said, will you pray for me? We need healing. Mm. Wow. Okay. From a church sticker. Guys, obviously the Holy Spirit was working in that situation, draw, that drew that person to them. My question is, if somebody came to you, would you be like, oh. Let me see who I can find. I'll do it later. No, they in that moment prayed, and it makes a difference. And so we have to forget about ourselves, our insecurities, what are they going to think, and be willing to pray for others. Um, how about this one? Love others, even those ones that we don't like so much. <laughs> Accept them. They may think different. They may act different. I may not agree with some of the things, but we have a responsibility to love them like Christ loved us when we were ugly when we were sinful, when we make mistakes. Hey, Billy, do me a favor and hit the Apple TV source again for me. I, I saw something this week I just thought of, and I actually saved it to my camera roll on my phone. Um, Pastor Troy put this up. Oh, that's my, sorry, my iPad is, is still connected. 
Um, and I, I thought this was really good because in the climate of our society today, um, how many you know people are acting pretty ridiculous today? And I'm talking about Christians as well. Yeah. Y'all agree? And um, if I can get connected there. Well, maybe it's not going to. There, there, there we go. Pastor Troy put this up. And we can stand there and hold the hand of somebody different from us with a smile on our face because we have the hope of the world within us. Right? We have love. We have character. We don't have to act like everybody else. We can love people that are different from us. We'll shock folks, I guarantee you. They expect us to respond in a certain way. Let's respond in love. And let's see what actually happens. Amen? Go ahead and switch back. Something I want to add to that. Amy, what's your youngest son's name right there? Eddie Joe. Eddie Joe, I'm going to share a story a minute. Um, Sunday night at camp, uh, we were taught on the Holy Spirit, and I had the opportunity to pray with him. And so I was praying for him, and I just said, what is the Lord saying to you? And he was there just, I love it, his expression. And he's like, I feel like Jesus is telling me that I need to tell my friends and people at school about Jesus. Now, what I love about it is I gave him some instruction. I said, you know what? I said, who's your counselor? And I think he said, Mr. Robert. I said, Mr. Robert has some bracelets that have little beads on it that help you share your story with people. I said, so talk to Mr. Robert and see if he'll help you out. And last Sunday, I had a conversation with Robert, and he's like, um, yeah, Eddie Joe came up to me, and he asked for a bracelet so that he could share his faith with others. Here's the thing, guys. Firstly, he positioned himself to hear from God. Secondly, he told somebody about it. But then thirdly, he's acting on it. So let's not just hear about it. Let's get our testimony together. Let's get our story together. And let's be proactive about sharing our faith with yep. people in everyday circumstances just like a child can. We should be able to do it so much more than even them. We got to also make sure that we do what's right, even when we don't, don't want to and even when it's difficult. That's a tough one sometimes, isn't it? Making the hard decisions that have to be made. But that's part of the example of Jesus. And that's, the, that's really the goal, isn't it? To be an example of Jesus everywhere that we go. And so, uh, so we need to wrap up. But what can we learn from Captain America? I give you three things. Number one, we need to be reborn. We're reborn by asking Jesus to be our Lord and Savior and, uh, and following him all the days of our life. Secondly, we need to be people of character. Jesus taught us to be different than everybody else by walking in love, even if they don't show love toward us, being patient, kind, forgiving, honest, honorable. And thirdly, we need to learn to care more for others than we do for ourselves. And this was an example of Jesus. Everywhere he went, he helped people, he loved people, and he was even willing to lay down his life for others. And we should do the same. Y'all in agreement? Let's stand up together. You know, we hit three points today, and I'm going to invite you guys just to close your eyes for a moment. You know, the word is great, but acting on the word's even greater. Because <laughs> there's a difference between knowledge and then that wisdom and that application. And so right now, I'm just going to ask that question. If you were in this place and you haven't done that number one step, you have not had that rebirth 
experience. You have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you're in this place right now and you say, you know what? I'm ready to do that. I just want you to lift up your hand if that's you right now. If you'd say, I want to accept Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. I see those hands. Awesome. Anybody else? I see that one back there. I see that one. See that one. See that one. Anybody else in here that says, you know what? I'm sick of living my life in my own strength, and I need Jesus. I need that hope. Just lift up your hand right now. Anybody else? All right, all of y'all, I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. Now, we say the prayer is not what saves you. It's a change of heart. It's a change of action. It's not just repeating some words, but it's saying, okay, I'm done doing things my way, and now I'm going to do God's way. At whatever cost, no matter how inconvenienced I am, no matter how hard it is, no matter how difficult it is, I'm done doing it on my own. And as we turn and our actions and our heart line up with those things that we say, we walk out our salvation. So let's pray. Say, dear Lord, I need you. I can't live this life on my own, on my own ways, my own strength. And so right now I repent. It says, I'm sorry for doing things my way. And I say, Jesus, I need you. I want you. I want to follow you all the days of my life. So I receive you now. And I make a decision, a hard decision, that I'm going to follow you for the rest of my life, even when it's hard, even when I don't feel like it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now I want to do one more thing here. Am I the only one that's convicted sometimes of needing to have a little bit more of that character? If that's you this morning, and you say, you know what? When you spoke, something came to my mind. Let me tell you, that wasn't just something coming to your mind. That was the Holy Spirit speaking to you, saying, it's time to work on this. Be a person of your word. Don't just say I'm a Christian. Don't just show up on Sunday. But you know that prayer you just prayed that I'll do the hard things no matter what? Okay, I'm asking you to do this hard thing. If you're willing to say, Lord, I accept that challenge. I just want you to lift up your hands. If you were convicted today and you're saying, Lord, I accept that challenge. God, I thank you that you're in this place today. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that right now you're speaking to every single person. And God, I thank you that there's not condemnation or guilt, that this isn't a, you're doing bad, but this is a God saying, I love you enough to whisper in your ear and say, together we got this. Together we got this. I'm not asking you to do it by yourself. I'm not asking you to do it in your own strength, and your own will, because you can't. You'll fail. But with me, with obeying my word, with getting in my word, with hearing my small, still voice, I'm going to help you. And so, Father, I thank you for every single person in this place right now that has their hands lifted saying, God, we want to be people of character. 
We want people to see Christ through our words, through our actions, through how we treat our spouse, through how we treat our kids, through how we live in our workplace, in our home, in our schools, in our community. Lord, I pray right now that you continue to remind every single person during this week. <laughs> Remember, you raised your hand. I've got gotcha. you. I'm going to help you. And that we will choose to obey. And we will choose to do what's right, even when it's hard, even when it's difficult. In Jesus' name. And then one last thing. we got to hit it. Anybody convicted that they need to be sharing their faith a little bit more this morning? If that's you, I want you to just lift up your hands as well. Close your eyes. Lift up your hands. You know, we have a responsibility as believers. Salvation. If Jesus just wanted us to go be with him and we accepted him, boom, we would go. But we have a mission here on earth to make his word known to everybody, to every unbeliever. Our goal isn't to show up for church every Sunday morning and hear a word and then go home and live our life the way we want. But he wants to empower us to share the word of God with other people, to give them a hope. And so if that's you this morning, just lift up your hands. Lord, I just pray right now for every single person that their has their hands up. Give them an opportunity this week, Lord. Give them an opportunity to share their faith. Give them an opportunity. Put somebody across their path. Holy Spirit, lead them. Holy Spirit, we know that you're the one that brings us to Christ. So Holy Spirit, we give you permission to work in our lives, to lead us, to guide us, and to direct us. We say we want to be used by you. We don't want to be selfish. We want to be like Steve. That even when we're scrawny and on the outside it looks blah. That we are people of character. That we are people of the word. And that we will share our faith with others everywhere we go. Holy Spirit move. Holy Spirit speak. Holy Spirit have your way in this place. I thank you that you spoke to every single person this morning. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-880-1573.